In preparation for today's message, we shall be reading from the book of Proverbs, chapter 6, verses 6 to 11. Again, that is Proverbs, chapter 6, verses 6 to 11. Please open your Bibles to that portion of the scripture and join me in reading God's word. Let us all rise in reverence to the word of God. Go to the ant, O sluggard. Consider her ways and be wise. Without having any chief, officer, or ruler, she prepares her bread in summer and gathers her food in harvest. How long will you lie there, O sluggard? When will you arise from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, and poverty will come upon you like a robber and want like an armed man. Praise God for the reading of his word. You may now be seated. A pleasant good morning to everybody. Our God is good. Wisdom from ants. We are on a series break. We finished Galatians two weeks ago, and um, it was a wonderful journey from start to finish. And right now we have selective sermons coming from the wisdom books. So the wisdom books of the Bible include Proverbs, Psalms, Job, Ecclesiastes, and Songs of Solomon. Before we embark on another New Testament book, um, we will go through some practical wisdom on how to live on earth. I think by going through Galatians, we see the value of theology, that the simple man can understand theological concepts if we just look at the simple context of God's Word. By looking at the context, we see already uh, the deeper meaning of what the author is saying. And uh, such was a wonderful uh, journey. Right now, we look to the ants. Wisdom from ants. Proverbs 6, 6 to 11. The book of Proverbs is a collection of wise sayings. <clears throat> and I believe these wise sayings are necessary to reflect upon, to meditate, and of course, to apply, to live out. Anyone who thinks he is wise is already making a mistake. Because we can say, well, I am wise, perhaps you have, we have grown wiser. But the man who thinks he is wise might be somebody who is actually a fool. If you believe you need to learn more, you need wisdom, it means you will seek it more. And that is so consistent in Scripture that wisdom cries out, wisdom shouts, come here, you who are simple-minded, come here, listen to the wise sayings of old. Yet many do not come because they think upon themselves to be wise because they have visited many websites and have read 
and watch many YouTube videos, and they think they are wise. Or they had a limited experience in life. Take note, all our experiences are limited. That's why even in those who preach, we advise. Your personal stories are far second, third, fourth priority. The priority is to look at what the author is saying and represent that. Because that is the inspired word of God. We look at the wisdom of God, and Proverbs is part of that wisdom of the Lord placed in the Bible to teach us how to live on earth. I have advised many young people to read Proverbs every day until it becomes part of their memory and part of their heart. Every day, 31 chapters, one chapter a day. That doesn't mean you don't read the rest of the Bible, but it helps us, it reminds us too often, again, human allow, humans allow their emotions to lead them in making decisions and some foolish decisions. Anybody who is hasty will make mistakes. That's from Proverbs. So anybody who's telling you, do it now. Now is the time. Now is the season. I believe there are times we do take advantage of opportunities. However, that's not always the case. We have to think through. Even though we want to take an opportunity, it is essential we think through it. But not only think through it. Proverbs also tells us to listen to counsel. Wise counsel. It means allow others to speak to you, to disagree with you, so that things become more clear. We must not allow human emotions to lead our decision-making that is a clear, clear, very clear uh, result there. If you're in a hurry and you let emotions decide, you will quickly regret decisions. You're so quick in deciding here, after a month, you're, oh, I should have done this, or I should have done that. So what do we do? Well, let us learn and keep learning before we make decisions. Furthermore, we humans sometimes rely too much on our limited knowledge of the world. What should we do? Instead, we should not rely on our own understanding. We should always seek guidance in the wisdom of His Word. And going to today's message, there is much, or at least something, we can learn from ants. Now, I don't want to blow up a, a full discussion on ants, like a scientific discussion, because the author already said, or the saying already said, what we should learn from the ants. And I will limit myself there. But I will share a little interesting facts about ants. And uh, my wife did a paper on ants once upon a time, not too long ago when she was in college. And uh, she was sharing to me about the thing she discovered in borrowing a book from, an, uh, from a scholar, a PhD in entomology. And there's one thick book just on ants. And of course, everybody will find it amazing how wonderful this creation is. There's something we can learn. And what is that? Ants diligently store food during the summer, which prepares them for the rainy winter. First point, the ant 
mindset. What wisdom may we learn from the ants? Let us observe how they live, and hopefully we may understand the ant is self-managing. It does not need a supervisor or a manager. The ant will gather for the colony proactively, not reactively. Many of us live reactively. We don't have money, then we react. We have a problem, then we react. Ants anticipate the problem of shortage. That's why they work hard and collect now. It's not celebrate life and, and uh, use up all your resources because you have a lot of money. But rather, they know there are ups and downs. And the rainy winter season in Israel, it's down. And up during the summer. There's up and down. And this, that's kind of what life is and economic conditions. Once upon a time, we were, I mean, business was easier. Then something happened outside the control of most, well, uh, in economics, we call that the black swan event, like the pandemic. It wasn't, nobody predicted it. It was impossible to control It spread. I mean, we could control it, but, but you cannot fully control it. That's a down cycle. Now, let's look at uh, verse 6. Go to the ant, O sluggard, meaning, O lazy person. Go to the ant. Consider her ways and be wise. So we can gain wisdom from the ants. And what is that? Uh, verse 7 speaks about that. Without having, this is the wisdom, without having any chief, officer, or ruler. Okay, no manager, no chief. You know, I thought, I thought that. The queen ant telepathically tells everybody what to do. And after reading some material, uh, well, there are contentions on, 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 I think, what I thought was so much science fiction. And um, I could still be wrong. I'm not the expert, but there are materials I read that the queen ant is actually the founder of the colony. But the ants, the many children, what they do is protect the colony and supply the colony. And uh, some of the things I've read says that they communicate through the antenna when they touch it. And it's often imagination-wise, it's like this. So they meet one another somewhere on the top of your table, for example. <laughs> and they see one another and they communicate. And uh, the ant who's looking for food says, did you find anything? And the ant who said, actually, yes, yes. They left it again without covering it. <laughs> it was on your table or without putting it in the ref. Just follow the trail. So they follow the trail. And they keep working and working and working. So that during the rainy winter time, they have enough. So without having any chief officer or ruler, they are, let me paraphrase, they are proactively working for the colony. It's so different for many of us because we'd rather not work. We'd rather just, just have fun, hang out, talk and talk, or play and play whatever game we play, whether with our thumbs or with a ball. Uh, and uh, 
they're not necessarily sin, but overdoing it, we're losing the opportunities in life to learn, to live, and to work. Now, without any chief officer or ruler, maybe I would like to add here, without a mother telling them what to do, because the mother is just at the colony. Verse 8 says, what do they do? She prepares her bread in summer and gathers her food in harvest. And during harvest time, or as long as there's food, they work. Even during the rainy winter season, they still work. But there's more to gather during the summer days. It's easier. But ants still work hard during rainy season. I was watching a film on ants. And because they see food, they will turn themselves into a bridge using their own body. They have to cross this water, the area filled with water, one after another. They will make a bridge of their bodies so that the other ants can do the work. They're going to find their part and not ask, hey, HR, is this my work? This is not my work, so I won't do it. But the ant saying, no, it is good for the colony, so, so I'll volunteer to do this, and, and, and hopefully we get enough for everybody. And, and there's a unique feature with their body. They can store honey in their body and, and transport it. You know, you see those, you know, it's, they always have this funny structure, right? And there's a big bum, right? A big back. So it seems, I say, what's that? Is that a decoration? They're more attractive the bigger it is. Uh, I didn't know what it was, but, but it was a storage, a place of storage where they can transport something. And it's just amazing. So if you see an ant traveling, it doesn't mean they're not carrying any food. And they can be very strong, right? They can pull something bigger than themselves. And when they see a cockroach, and said, whoa, that's a feast, they all help together, and you just watch them. Try not to kill them, yet. just watch them. Then suddenly they pull, okay, one, all at the same time. Now, then they stop. And then they move again, and having such hard work, right? Such hard work. Um, again, Israel has two seasons. I'm using Israel because... Uh, the, the literature came from there, all right? So, has two seasons, the rainy winter and the dry summer. Uh, the ant gathers in both seasons, but can gather more during summer. The goal of all ants is to secure the colony with enough food, especially during the rainy winter. And we know that bees are the same thing. The bees, so, so they keep gathering honey and, uh, for the colony. So... How can we have an ant mindset? It's, well, uh, you don't need for people to tell you what to do. You have to know what's important to do. And you just have to do it proactively. And um, you prepare, you gather all the time, especially when there are times of plenty, we have to put it in a storehouse. In times of plenty, of course, we're not not everybody's agricultural here, uh, but well, even the 
the farmers, they don't have a storehouse, they sell it immediately uh, for, for money. And uh, so the storehouse today is mostly our, our bank account or the areas of our investment. So that during times that we don't of lack, we have enough. So if I ask you, I'm jumping to application right now. If you lose work, suddenly lose work, how many months can your family eat? The basic needs. How long? A year? A year is very good. Because if you lose your work, you have one year to look for a better one. Or if your business collapses, you have one year that you're at ease. And then you can replan. okay, this is a mistake. I have to do a better one. Uh, what did I do wrong in the first business? So, okay, this is what I'll do right. Uh, but then you have enough, not maybe too much, maybe too much or too little, doesn't matter, but you have a reserve that can make the family last for months without borrowing money from anybody else. So, in times of plenty, we have to gather, we have to store, we have to grow it, we have to invest it. But don't believe the scams, okay? Too many have been scammed. Because we have a good heart. Well, technically, that's wrong. Nobody's good except God, right? But we have a trusting heart. Oh, your money's going to earn 5% a month. Wow. And you believe that. And somebody's going to say 20% a month. And you're going to believe that. What do you do? Godly counsel. Ask the economist. Ask those in the financial world. I don't mean salesmen. I mean those who understand economics how that works. And most of them will tell you it won't work unless you do some illegal stuff. We gather, we store. Of course, last week, don't forget to give to the Lord. Honor the Lord from the first of your produce. You know, when they, they plant, well, today it's mechanized. We can harvest all at the same time. Once upon a time, it wasn't mechanized. It's like the first set of harvest today, the second tomorrow, then the third. So, uh, the first of the, your produce means you give first to the Lord, not the last. Now, if you say, I'll, when I have uh, some remainder of money, then I will give to the Lord. What Scripture advises is, or not advise, commands is, what wisdom states is the first part. So when the check comes, okay, this I give to the Lord, and I have to live on what's remaining. Because human nature says I always need everything, right? Once upon a time, we said, if I only earn 20,000, I'll be satisfied. So you hit 20,000, right? But then you change your mind. No, no, no. It's got to be 40. I realize how small 20 is. Then you worked so hard for many years, you got promoted, you hit 40. Then suddenly you talk, you and your spouse and your children, I think 40 is not enough. Then it becomes 60, 80, 100. I was talking to a brother, not from here. Don't worry. Don't look around. And we were talking about finances. And um, we all, uh, I do this because I'm interested to learn about how others manage their money as well. Plus, I got myself out of a deep debt once upon a time, praise the Lord by His grace. So I was speaking to this brother, 
And he said, I live a very simple life. So, uh, oh, okay, okay. So I thought, fantastic. This guy's a businessman. He lives a simple life. Uh, so I asked, so how much is your monthly budget? Pastor, only 400000 not more than that. And I, I think, yeah, but below that, we can't survive. Different worlds we have. It's never enough, brothers and sisters. So might as well just trust God. I give this to you, Lord, and I live on the rest. And trust because that has a promise when we give to the Lord. But we don't dictate how He gives back to us. He is sovereign. And you know what I like in Malachi this is for the Jewish, but can it apply to us? Of course. We, we, uh, we, we read a while ago, 2 Corinthians chapter 9. It's just a different a tweak. But the principle that if you give, God will bless you, it is in Scripture. There's only one area we can test God. We should never test God except one. Because he co- actually, He commanded it. Test me in this. It's a command. That if you say, Lord, I give to you, I believe you will bless it. In your way, in your time, I believe, Lord. Because he said, test me. But all the others, other parts, you shall not test the Lord your God. Okay. Do not. Lord, I'll just marry this person. I know they have bad character and probably he or she does not really fear God. But I'll work on this person and you will Convert him, Lord. Do not test. You can say, once you give to the Lord, test me in this, the Lord says. But everything else, if you're hasty, you make mistakes. Right? The joke that never gets old, you cannot get married in a rush and say, forgive me, Lord, for marrying this person. I promise never to do it again. (laughs) Next point, how long? How long? How long will you stay in bed? How long until you rise up and get to work? These are rhetorical. The more direct statement would be, stop oversleeping and lying around and go to work now. I'm guilty of this every now and then. But that's a beauty if you keep reading Proverbs, you get reminded immediately. (laughs) Verse 9, how long will you lie there, O sluggard? I think Brother Doy shared to me, he was comparing the translations, and one translation said, stupid. Oh, how long will you lie there, O stupid person? When will you arise from your sleep? When? Now, wisdom and laziness do not coexist. The wise person seeks productivity, while the lazy person seeks nothing. Maybe they do, enjoyment. Lazy people seek no responsibility. If possible, zero responsibility. If possible. We have a saying among church leaders, not only here, but also in different church leaders in, uh, like where I came from, Ortiga Center, 
and other people I have spoken to. So sometimes when we have a project and we need a volunteer, so we wonder who we will challenge to join us in this new project, who will be the core group of the new project. And, and oftentimes when we list names and we see names that are unreliable, because he'll say yes, but never do it, or do it half-heartedly. And there's this busy person who does everything so well. Then somebody said, well, don't you know, if you want something done, look for a busy person to do it. It's weird, ironical, because a busy person knows how to manage the calendar properly. Sleep is not wrong. In fact, we were commanded to rest once a week. Take note, it's a command to rest. In fact, it's healing to our bones as if we fear the Lord and obey His commandments. And one of the commandments is actually to rest. And uh, in the Old Testament, the rest is one day a week. Today, the Jewish people practice a Friday sundown to Saturday sundown, no work, no work, no calls. Nada. Many stores are closed. Of course, some Christians like, I don't want to mention the brand because I might be accused of promoting a brand, but it's not in the Philippines. There's a very popular chicken sandwich brand. They are believers. They give to different works of God, but they're closed on Sundays. It's a kind of McDonald's style, but chicken sandwich. Uh, you research it. They're closed on Sunday. But they're making a lot of money. I was trying to look at the, you know, those who are reporting their balance sheet and their, their, their expansion. It's not bad for somebody who's closed on Sundays. And uh, the owner was interviewed, one of the family members, uh, and uh, even others were being asked, how come they're so successful even though they're closed on Sundays? Because they, their philosophy is Sunday is for the Lord. As for the Jewish people, it's Friday to Saturday, uh, mainly whole day Saturday. The reasoning is the same. It's for the Lord. We worship on Sunday. Now, some said, gave a practical, more of a, or an analysis. Well, because the sandwich is good. Because the sandwich is good, people say, it's going to be closed tomorrow. We better buy it now. Or during the week, oh, I'd rather get one now because it's closed on a Sunday. So you don't really dissipate the number of customers. They just buy at another time. I said, praise God, wonderful story, really. Now, we're not against rest. What Scripture here is against is something else. It's laziness. Wisdom and laziness do not coexist. For the lazy person, their sleep is more important. To take note. They're oversleeping, not sleep. Sleep is important. The oversleeping is more important than productivity. And when God created us, and what man was destined for is to be productive. Since the garden, man had to name the animals. Don't think that's not a job, naming. Oh, 
Really? That's a difficult job? Uh, yes, if you try to count the number of species in the world. Just name, we're not done. Entomology is not done naming all the insects. It's not done. Not yet finished. Today, with all the technology, we are not done. Just imagine that. Adam finished that. The capacity of his mind. Okay, of course, he used other names, maybe not scientific. That is George, the spider. That is George too. I don't know, it's just me trying to imagine it. Now, uh, let's go to next point, laziness and poverty. Now, that's why this, these verses are important. While resting is biblical and wise, a little more of it is unwise. When a little more sleep and a little more rest becomes a habit, it will lead to too much wasted time. The consequence is poverty possibly due to a lack of focused time. You remove a little focus every now and then. Verse 10 and 11, let's read that. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, and poverty will come upon you like a robber and want, meaning also another word for need. You, uh, you want, you, you're lacking, like an armed man. He's saying that it can just suddenly disappear. If you take it too easy, your work can disappear. Why? You might get replaced when the organization has an opportunity to retrench legally. They might take that opportunity to remove you. That's one. Because you're not productive. Because you're not proactive. You're always finding opportunities not to work instead of to work. Business as well, a little dissatisfied customer, we don't run after them and try to win them back. We make a mistake instead of giving an added value or not charging them so that we can win their emotions back. We don't care. Every little thing, time you don't care, a little sleep, a little slumber, that's added work. I don't want to do it. What happens then? Suddenly, you lose your customer. Suddenly, it's not like before. Suddenly, the favor of your boss you've lost because you keep doing half-truths. Be careful of the seasoned executive. Be careful once you speak. Do not tell a lie. Because some of them are so curious if you lie. Ah, They will ask your friends and your friend's friend. They will check your Facebook, Instagram, and everything else. And some of them are so good at that, you said you were sick. You were drinking beer with your friends. Then suddenly you change the story. Yes, yes, it's a beer full of calamansi. I was trying to be healthy. Then you try to spin it and spin it, and the more you lie, the more stupid you sound. Be careful, liars. You know it takes extra, extra intelligence to be an excellent liar. You know, secret agents go through difficult training because the story must be consistent. And if it's not a real story from your life, it's hard to be consistent. You tell a story now. After several weeks, I'll ask you about the story again. Suddenly, you lose your job. 
a little slumber, just a little bit, just a little bit of rest, just a little bit, then you build a reputation of being unreliable and that's gone. Just a little bit. So we pray, Lord, forgive us for being unreliable. Things we commit to, we do not deliver. Forgive us. I like watching nonprofit organizations. I like looking at people who serve there, especially church. When somebody can be so diligent in church without getting any payment, because we're all volunteers here, we just pay some people who do much more than the average volunteer. When they're reliable there without payment because they're doing it for God, on the private sector, I'd love to have those people because what will happen if you even pay them? When without payment, they deliver and over-deliver. But there are those people who, if they volunteer, it's not real volunteerism. They need something in return, always something in return. And that's why others don't have any business connections because you know how you build one? You become helpful and then they remember you. They have a good thought about you. So when you see them, they're the ones who will initiate to you an opportunity. But if all you're always, every little thing you ask, can we just be people that I add value to you and you add value to me? And I think that's how community works. Well, a little sleep, a little slumber makes you late most of the time, right? Yeah, those who are late, it's just too much slumber. Or not slumber, a little folding of the hands. Well, once upon a time, they didn't have gadgets. Now, if we were to rewrite the proverb, a little clicking of the hands. You were late again because you were so busy answering the gossip about you, sometimes you don't have to care. It dies down by itself. Oh, one may lose wealth opportunity instantly due to a lack of watchfulness. Hopefully, the slugger, the lazy person will change before it is too late. Remember, a little lost time compounded. A little lost time every day compounded can be a massive loss. Whether a short, medium, long period of time, it can be a massive loss. Let's go to the application. The first point is ant mindset, right? So the application is become a true ant man. Wow. Gee. And I'm not talking about the superhero, I'm talking about the mindset, all right? We must take responsibility and give importance to productivity for the sake of the colony. What is to productivity? You made something of your time. Either you helped out, you built something, you, you communicated with someone that can help build something. And why, uh, well, we take responsibility and give importance to productivity for the sake of the colony. In this case, the colonies could be our family and church community. Our clear intent is to store up the storehouses 
not spend it all away. For some of us, we have dream houses, dream vacations. You know what we don't have? The problem is we don't have dream investment and dream businesses. Or dream work. We just have dream spending. Dream shoes, dream... Be careful of the dream spouse, that's expensive. <laughs> when I was young, there's this funny jingle, Bilmoko non Bilmoko nyan. It's a dream savings, so I can invest. A dream, a dream source. So we, we put our money in these things. But no, some of us, when we, we save to spend, not save to build, there's a difference. Some save so that they can spend it in all, well, uh, round trip, all around the world trip. Oh, I can die now. Maybe you're right. I'm not against rewarding yourself. Please, don't get me wrong. If you have enough reserves and a portion of it, you will reward yourself. I would say, that's good. That's good. Do it. Because one day you will die. You'll get so old and your back hurts and just sitting down on a plane for 12 hours, you will complain. Now is the time if you have the surplus. If you don't have, chill. Build it one year, two years. More surplus, a portion of it for your enjoyment. Store. Some never work well without a supervisor. However, we should learn to work well without supervision. The ant man or the ant mines that works for the colony and the initiative to store during times of plenty to prepare for times of need. Will the time of need come? Yes. It always does. Sometimes it's from your environment, economic environment. Sometimes it's personal. And laziness. Although scripture instructs us to rest, we should never overdo it. Excessive rest may count as laziness. How long until we get up and work? That is the question of wisdom. It means do not delay. Instead, find ways to become productive. Now, if you're employed and you're smiling and says, ha, my boss not making me do anything, that's not the good news. The boss gives work to those they trust who can work, who can deliver. If they are not in the mind, in the list already of, please do this, you know what? If there's somebody who will be retrenched, that's you, because you will not be missed. When there's something to do and you're not in their minds, that's not good. But if you're always in their minds, because you do good work, they will not be offended if at the right time you re request for a raise. So managers, bosses, do not be offended if they work very well. Now, if somebody comes to you, you know the feeling, 
This guy is always late, doesn't even work very well, and he's asking for a raise? You say, I have a friend who works in the psychiatric ward for free. You go there and get consultation because there's something wrong here with you. Oh, please don't be offended. I don't know how you work, okay? Okay. Oh, well, not really. I know some of you. Okay. So, I know some of you. So, uh, find ways to become productive. Eh, wala namang inuutos sa akin eh. Then you ask, boss, I'm not doing anything. I've accomplished most of the things you have. You asked me to accomplish anything else I can do. Now, if they say, go home, enjoy your rest. If they say, wait, help me out. Why not? Right? You'll always be in their minds. Many expect us to work productively, that's our bosses, our teachers, our parents, our community, and most of all, our Lord expects us to be productive. Therefore, we need to end it, end what? Our laziness, by changing our mindset and habits. Mindset and habits. If you're a student, pass it ahead of time. Some of students don't understand this. You keep delaying until the last moment. You procrastinate. And then the teacher is also pressured by the school to submit on a certain time. And now the teacher has to check all those papers late. You're causing a lot of inconvenience. I'm just happy I teach at graduate school. So I just say, hey, you don't submit after two weeks, it's zero. Okay? Isn't it fun? Yeah, it's simple. Life is simple. You submit late, minus points. You don't submit, it's just zero. And I only accept the most acceptable excuses. If it's not, if it's a lousy excuse, I said, I won't accept it. And laziness. It's good for you. It's good for the soul. I need us to understand work and learning is good for the soul. Pleasure seekers or too much pleasure makes you weak. Listen, makes you weak. Weak here, you don't become sharp here. Huh? And you don't have a mind to work. Every opportunity is about work. Every economic opportunity is about working on something. It's about learning something intensely and executing it expertly. All opportunity, then people say there's not enough opportunities. Yeah, you're right, but there are opportunities. Not enough opportunities in the Philippines. I agree, but there are. Not zero, there are. And we keep missing them, missing them because we're not qualified. Because we were too lazy to take that extra course. We were too lazy to read a little more. We were too lazy to get godly counsel from those who know about it. So I tell people, you want to do a certain business, you ask first godly people who are into that business and understand how difficult it is. Then if you can still embrace it, go ahead. 
or, or else you will be shocked. Shocked. Yeah, yeah, I experienced that. I started a, you know, I used to own a Chinese restaurant. Yeah, 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 Las Banas. I could say the shomai is really good. We look for the old Chinese of Chinatown Binondo to demo to us how to make a really good shomai. Huh? And the secret is something they put in the middle of the shomai. That when you heat it, steam it, a flavor comes out in every part of it. You don't know what it is, but you know it's different. Amazing. We had somebody demo to us a Szechuan uh, uh, eggplant. And the other parts, the yang chow. How do you make yang chow Fukien style from that province? It was doing well. A day in the 90s, not bad, really. However, I was shocked of the intensity of the work needed to start it. No, no, not necessarily that I had to be the one to wake up, but sometimes when people, employees can't make it, then I become the busboy, right? I become the greeter. Come back again, sir. Some feel it's strange that somebody almost six foot tall greeting them in campus where the average height is five foot two. <laughs> and, uh, but after a while I said, darling, I don't think this is worth it. Uh, yeah, I know the business on how to create operations manuals. We even studied franchising and stuff that. Uh, realized the work is too much. There was a shock. I think to start a restaurant, you must have the personality of a Siberian Husky. Oh, a Siberian Husky, they say, is very sad if it is not tired. Because it pulls sleds. That's how they were bred. A tired Husky is a happy Husky. A Husky that is not exercised very well is destructive at home. Lilibangin nila sarili nila, paglalaroan nila yung unan mo. Yung sopa, the sofa, gone. So then somebody starts a business in a restaurant and they don't act like huskies. I said, no, that's not going to work. No, I don't mean they look like dogs or they, they bark. I'm meaning they want, they enjoy being tired doing that. Waking up early morning looking for the best ingredients and etc., etc. And lastly, anticipate the future. Resting is good for the health. However, too much rest is not suitable for one's economic standing. A little rest compounded through time is too much time lost, and poverty can surprise us if it attacks suddenly. So anticipate. Relax with the dream house, okay? Relax, chill. Dream sources first. And if you're going to, oh, we can do it because our combined income is this much. Uh, no, imagine it at your lowest income. Things can happen. What if one of you loses a job and you're relying on dual income to pay for that house? Then what happens? It gets foreclosed by the bank. You project at the low level, not at a high level. Chill. All right? And that's the beautiful thing about being a believer of a sovereign God. 
If it's God's will for me to have a wonderful house here, praise God. If not, it's not my permanent address. The earth is not my permanent address. But not bad if I have, but does it matter in the, in, in the light of eternity? It doesn't. You can pray. But anticipate the future, which means let's store enough and let's have enough reserve rather than you know, have you tried swimming, open water swimming? And, and you don't know how to swim? <laughs> yeah, the water floats you, definitely. But if you don't know how, you can still drown. Okay, so it's like the feeling, you know, I went through this, me and my wife went through this when uh, our businesses didn't do well. I, uh, our term is, we're right here. <gasps> and we were struggling, trying to survive, because we tried to swim when we could not swim. We first had to learn to swim so we can survive. The best advice is work what you can work, what's in front of you that works. Don't try to explore something you have not done without giving enough time to study it. Otherwise, I'll call you somebody who was fooled. Why? Your friend says, this is good business. Okay. Huh? 200,000 each. Okay. Okay. And you don't know anything about it. Now, it's okay if you know that that partner knows something about it. Maybe. Because I do believe in investing in the right people. I don't know every business I get into, but if I'm with reliable partners, Yet my goal is all of us can be replaced if ever it closes down. We can continue. The key is anticipate the future. So when businesses are doing well, I tell partners, let's store because this can go down anytime. Every business of mine through the environment, like a, like a robber, all the jewels in your bag can be taken immediately. By somebody pointing a gun at you. If all that's all your wealth, it's gone. The same with a business or, or, or work. It can just suddenly be gone. But if you're hide, hidden somewhere in your storehouse, something that you can use to restart. So the priority with me and my partners is to set aside so if anything happens, we can restart. And we're not like beggars on the road or beggars to our relatives because there is enough. We have heard about the sudden loss of employment or sudden closure of enterprises or a drop in demand for products. Those are times of need. But if we stored enough, it would be much easier to go through the rough times. It would be much easier. So friends, family, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, let's go to the end and let us learn. And let us admit, sometimes I was foolish. Can we admit that? That's the first step to wisdom. Admit that sometimes you're a fool. I admit in front of you, I need to learn this habitually. We all do. Now, this is practical living, yet our trust for our salvation is in the Lord alone. 
He suffered and died, and He rose again from the dead. And He calls us to repentance. He said, repentance should be proclaimed for the forgiveness of sins. And what is repentance? To turn away for any known sin that we have and have faith in Him. What is faith? And trusting to Him our whole lives because we believe in who Jesus Christ is and the significance of what He has done on the cross. That we do not rely on our own good works. It's not a point system to be accepted by Him. It is faith in Christ. But if we have faith in Christ, we manifest the obedience because we have a heart for Him, because He gave us that faith. But the obedience does not save. It is the faith that saves. The obedience comes because you are saved. Because you believe, that is why you obey. It's not, I have to because I was told to. No, I want to because I believe. And such is the gospel. Let us believe. And if we believe, we turn away from our sins. I give you right now a piece of poetry called The Ant Mind. Observe the ant, O oh lazy one. A supervisor they have none. Yet they work for the colony. They gather much and as many. Ants take advantage of summer, even in rain when it's tougher. Ants explore, pick up and gather, such is their habit and manner. The people around us wonder, when we shall shake off the slumber, how long until we change our ways, until when shall we waste the days? A little too much, little rest, it robs us of giving our best. A recipe to fail the test, take it seriously, not in jest. Poverty can come suddenly. We can lose all that is earthly, health, land, job, and enterprises. Expect terrible surprises. But if we have gathered enough, we might survive times that are rough. Allows us to restart again. To God's wisdom, we say, Amen. Let us all rise and let us pray. Thank you, Lord, for the wisdom you give us by observing a few qualities of the ant who work so well without supervisors and they gather during the summer. Thank you, Lord. Lord, allow us to grow in wisdom on this earth, yet not losing the perspective of eternity. It is about the gospel, why we live, why we may be saved. The gospel and not religion, it is the gospel of Jesus Christ. We submit our lives to you in humility and faith. Thy will be done. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of the Father, and the fellowship of His Spirit be with you all. God's people say, Amen. Good morning. God bless you.